Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. We, uh, we had the story a couple weeks ago about the, uh, the couple in England. And the couple uh, just had a brand new baby. And uh, to celebrate, husband, new father, he wanted to go out with his friends Hit the pubs, celebrate mm. the birth of his new daughter, I believe. So uh, wife gives him the green light. You go out, you have a good time. He goes out and gets hammered with his friends. He just knows he needs to get home, and he is starving, and he wants to get some food. So he has uh, – he's trying his app on his phone for Domino's Pizza. For some reason, it's not working. Mm. He calls his wife. His wife is like, I'm trying here, but for some reason, I, I, I can't get through to them. Line's busy, whatever. He's like, I'll try the app one more time. So he goes on. He gets the app to work. He wants to get a couple of orders of chicken wings. He doesn't realize it, but he put in an order for 200 orders or 200 chicken wings. So he must have gotten like 20 orders. It was like $200 worth. Of $200 worth of chicken wings, all right? So he still hasn't made it home yet. And there's a knock on the door. His wife answers the door, and there's this guy with a tower of boxes <laughs> right. of chicken wings. And he's like, man, there must be a party going on here tonight. And she's like, what is that? And they, he shows her, and all right, whatever. He's not done. He goes back out to his oh, car no. and brings home and brings in another tower of these chicken wings that he accidentally ordered just hammered because he messed up on the air. Didn't they end up like inviting friends over the next day yeah. or something? They, they, they laughed about it in the air. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, what did you buy that you can laugh about now? Eight four four nine 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 Ola. The last time we talked about that, I think I said, "Dude, I'd I'd eat them if you have chicken wings. I'll eat them." Then I went out that night with somebody. I was like, "I'm not that hungry." They're like, "Well, I'm going to buy wings. You said you'd eat them." They do. Yes. yes. Of course yes. you did. Like, I ha- I'll have three. Yeah, no. <laughs> then you can go for a four. Well, you know, you know what it is? Look, full disclosure. We said, you know what? We'll just get six. Then we got another six. Mm-hmm. So I'll eat three <laughs> more. You eat three? Yes. <laughs> Could you eat half of them? <laughs> Guess who it is, Ted? James. James, welcome to the men's room. Hey, how are you guys doing? Hola. Hola. James, what'd you buy? Hey, I bought, you know, in the early 90s, man, I was kind of nerdy, so I bought myself magic cards laughing all the way to the bank. Now, I just sold like 20 of them for like $1,000. Now, did you have any idea then that the, the value of them would increase so much? No, but I like the game. I still play the game, but, sure. you know, I, and I have still a lot of the old cards, but, you know, I need some money. So, well, you know. I always wonder, so in your circle of friends when you're playing, because if you like the game, you buy the cards, you need the cards to play the game, but there's people now... Well, I'm pretty sure don't play the game, but buy certain cards because of how much money is involved in this. Oh yeah, there's those people out there now, and I'm pretty sure I sold I sold my cards to a, the 
the place there in Seattle. It's a big place. It's online. Okay, so I got. I got. I got to ask you this. Like when you, I just know what I know about uh, sports cards, baseball cards, whatever. So, if you happen to get lucky, there's typically 726 cards in a in a tops or flare or, or uh, a set, and then there's one rookie card or two rookie cards. But if you don't buy the whole year and you're just buying the packs individually, it's a crapshoot. You right. know what I mean? Am I going to get one of these cards or not? Is Magic the Gathering the same way where – because I know there are some specific cards that are just worth a crap ton of money. Is that like Black Lotus or something? Yeah. So how do you get that card? How does one acquire that? Is it just lucky when you get a pack and it's in there, or how does that work? Well, those cards, those old cards, they don't print them anymore. Like, I mean, you can't really, like, get the 94 tops, you know, box. It's very oh, I got one for sale if you want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it's a a crapshoot. For the most part, like ninety percent of those cards, the the card that you're, you know, the rare, I guess they call it, is is a crapshoot. But you know, you buy enough of them, and we always use them to play. And we'd take all of them when we were done playing. We just collect them all into a box, and you know, went back and looked through and found like a grand worth of like twenty five cards. It's like I'll sell those. So based on the number of cards you have now, and you obviously know the the more expensive ones, etc. How much do you think your card set is worth right now? Oh, I'm probably thinking in the eight to ten thousand dollar range. And how much do you think you paid? Uh, probably, I would say maybe maybe about half that, if maybe half or maybe All right. that. Okay. All right. Now, is this something that you will eventually sell in your life, or is this something you put in the will and leave to uh, I don't know someone else? I think it's one of those things uh, that you kind of keep for as long as you can and see if the, the numbers keep going up. Okay. So, how, know, so it, how many years altogether has it been since you bought these cards? Uh, I don't know. What is this? 2020. I'm going to say it's been almost 25 years. 26 right. So years. about the same return on a savings bond. Yeah, think about it. I mean, if you have more money, fun, it takes so much time because you, know you can't I mean? really interact with your bond, right? Because yeah, if you no, touch no, it you at all, it's over. You have to play a game, and same with the bondsmen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't <laughs> interact with them. Don't touch them. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> just do what you got to do. <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. What did you buy that you can laugh about now? 844 I was really happy you got me out, so I thought I'd hug you. Yeah, don't do it, bro. <laughs> Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hello. Hola. Hola. Justin, what'd you get? All right, so uh, the best part of going to tell this story is when I was a kid in third grade, my mom had given me a $100 check to pay for my, my lunch because uh, that's, you know, back then that's what you had to do. You had to pay for your lunch for right. going to school. Uh, so what I did was I had bought a hundred dollars worth of those fundraiser chocolate bars. Yeah. A hundred of them. hundred. The funny part is that when I had to bring them home, sadly, to let them know that I did not, you know, buy, you know, lunch, you know, just saved me for like the next year or so I had bought a hundred candy bars. I had to eat 75, at least probably about 80 of those candy bars that I've never touched in my life now. <laughs> I bet you haven't. So were you eating like a candy bar a day for lunch? Oh, no, no, no. It was like when I came home and I was hungry. Like, you know, as a kid, you wanted a snack or something like cheese it or like a bowl of cereal. No, I had to eat a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> you still like candy bars? No, he said he's done. <laughs> will not touch him. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at Facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for 
Sit and spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, look who it is. Ryan Castle in the house. Full on public service today on Sit and Spin. No fun involved. This is very, very serious. We are going to save lives on Sit and Spin today. Yeah, we, I hate doing that. All right. Mm-hmm. I hate saving lives. It's amazing that we're Except here. Except for thrills. It's amazing Thank you. that we're working. Because he's filthy. Right? <laughs> Everybody is hand sanitized. No, I we just are, sanitized. Uh, we're ready to go for really the uh, for the segment. We do that before t- Ryan comes in the studio, by the my way. My favorite flavor so far has been the Purell. It tastes the most like vodka. Okay. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It re- that way you can save your that vodka is. for sanitizing your hands. I'm blind in one eye, but I am clean. Sure. Let me tell you. Yeah. We, well, there was, a, uh, there was an interesting uh, story that came out about, uh, you know, uh, how long you should wash your hands? Twenty right. seconds being that number, which is a very long time. I will it tell you something be else. Noted that's how long you should always wash your hands. But <laughs> correct. <laughs> but now that the virus is spreading, yep. people are actually listening. When my uh, when my daughter Ryan was uh, in the hospital when she was younger, and the NICU and the PICU, when you go in there because it's obviously the kids can be infected. I would step outside, I'd get a cigarette, and when I would come back in, there is a wash station. And it's a wash station like surgeons would use. And you need to you need to pull like your wash sleeves all up. All the way up to your elbows. All right? the way up to your elbows, and there's a timer for three minutes. You get your own individual yeah, three scrub brush. Minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes is a lifetime. It is mm-hmm. for like you don't I almost quit smoking based on the fact that three <laughs> minutes was seemingly too long to wash my hands every time I came back in. I mean, it's just my kid. But twenty seconds, you know what I mean? That's that, that's not too much to ask. I can't right? think of a single thing I have the patience for for three minutes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm I mean, serious. you get mad during a commercial yeah. break. Yeah. Even sex. Like, look, I can give you a good 90 seconds, yeah, right. man. We're to, done. And so when this Three thing. Three minutes. That's like twice, 90 seconds twice. Does that include yeah. foreplay? Yeah. Washing your hands or boxing. That three minutes lasts forever. <laughs> right. Ever. So, so when the story came out about this, you know, they, they, they recommended you listen to some songs or you sing some songs or whatever for that length of time. And so a few days have gone by. And then I notice in our email here, our company has also grabbed a hold of this nice. concept. And I realize now that this thing has jumped the shark because our company is now going, here's some songs to wash your hands right. to. But you know what's great about our company is they 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 sent out an email that you could submit a song to, but they never actually put out the list. Right. right. <laughs> so so they were collecting songs from people, but now that it's topical, they've never actually shared Gone the list it. with everyone. So someone is squirreling these songs away for when it's in the news, I guess, Again? at some point. Okay. But anyway, so we put together songs. You're supposed to wash your hands for 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah, yeah, So these clips from these songs, you can sing to yourself when you're washing your hands, and they're 20 seconds long. Now, I want, I want to just know something for certain here. Now, is this... A list that you have gleaned the CDC, or does this come from your own depraved mind? And these are going to be, I'm guessing, songs that I would never want to listen to for 20, because I know well, how you it's, are. it's sort of both. There were a lot of songs out there that I found, but these were the ones that I thought you would feel the worst about singing out loud in a public <laughs> So the top 10 songs to wash your hands to on Sit and Spin. 10, number 10. Jolene, Jolene, oh, God. Jolene, Jolene. This will be sang in every, like, Apollo Theater. Count on hearing this. Think about how, how long this is. We're going to go the full 20 seconds. Still watching. There's a long 20 seconds. I'm just thinking about boobs. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> oh, my God. Are we clean? That's 20 seconds. We are clean. That that is a long a, time. But you have to sing it like Dolly Parton, right. too, or else it doesn't work. <laughs> and that's a good thing, because if you're 75 or 80, you probably know that song. These are the top 10 songs to wash your hands to on Sit and Spin. Nine, number nine. 
grab your hand. How appropriate. It is. That's the song really Scrubs is. from TLC. How is this not the theme song to Scrubs? That's that 20 seconds? Yeah. It's yeah. also weird that scrubbing stuff is generally good, but as a scrub, you're bad. You're right. Dirty. Scrub is dirty, right? Scrub is clean. But if you're a scrub, you suck. In terms of the song, right. You're dirty. Right. You're bad. You're a scrub. You're clean, so but no one likes you. <laughs> Top just, 10 I'm songs to, keep using hands to wash your hands, too, <laughs> on a sip spin. Eight, number eight. What's love Oh, man. I mean, oh, I could go a minute washing my hands with this. And you can't just sing it in your head because you don't get the timing right. Like, you really got to sing it out loud. Like, at least the acoustics in the bathroom are good while you're singing Tina Turner, What's Love Got to Do With It. And nothing makes me more comfortable than being in a, a toilet stall of a public bathroom and hearing a grown man sing this at the sink. And keep in mind, it's just the chorus of this song. So from What's Love Got to Do With It all the way to What's Love Got to Do With It. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Very good. Top 10 songs to wash your hands to on since then. You need to hit that high note too. This is when you put it under very cold water. Only Ted could hit that. I just thought of the lyric. Oh, 20 goes right to that point. <laughs> okay. So you don't have to hit the high note. Oh, oh. See, I like that. You're safe. Up to the high note. I think that's the best uh, selection so far. These are the top 10 songs to wash your hands to on Sit and Spin. Number six. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think the moment you turn on the faucet, it should automatically play this song. All right? That way you know. Rain, water. I'm getting it. There's 20. So up to, uh, I guess it rains down in Africa. <laughs> yeah, tell it to the people involved in a monsoon <laughs> watching their cow go down a river. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we know. Yeah. So up to I, I bless the rains. rains in Africa, you can sing Toto's Africa and get clean hands. Personally, and no one knows more about Africa than Toto. Personally, is- I'm a Rosanna man, but... These are the top ten songs to wash your hands to on Sid and Spin. Five, number five. You have to sing it out loud, though. Otherwise, it you doesn't work. go. Hama, hama, lama, lama, sama, blah, blah. Song's been around 35 years. Still have no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. So I expect uh, when we all visit the bathroom after this segment to hear all of you singing these songs. Oh, count Washing on. your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 songs to wash your hands to on Sid and Spin. Floor number four. Sweet Caroline. Wash your hands. Good times never seem so good. You so, more so, more so. Wash your hands. That's 20 seconds. Oh, right? That's 20. easy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just the chorus. Is that, that the song, song you're singing to? You seem no, the happiest not. about that one so far. Well, I just know everybody in Boston and most white people can do that one. Yeah. <laughs> all right, that's for white people to watch. Right? <laughs> I'm just like, we all know it, all right? Neil Diamond's like Dave Matthews. You like some of his songs. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to go 20 seconds. <laughs> so says the CDC. These are the top 10 songs to wash your hands to on Sid Spit. I sing this in the bathroom, but for different purposes. That's exactly why I put it on the list, Thrill. But I use hand sanitizer. Because I want to hear people screaming, beat it, just beat it. <laughs> right. the These bathroom. are 10 songs to wash your D to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There you go. Oh, right. Always always wash your genitals at least 20 seconds. (laughs) I think we're on number three, aren't we? Number two? Number two. These are the top ten songs to wash your hands to on Sin Spin. Two. Number two. Well, I. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just stand, standing in a public restroom. <laughs> at, at, uh, at the football game. Oh, yeah. I've been painting. Go Dragons! I'm crying. Such a wonderful rendition. That's what, Yeah, that guy's either getting beat up or you're scared of him. I think I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, right? I'm scared. Yeah. Why are you singing that? Someone singing landslide. Why do you think? Quietly cool? to themselves in a public <laughs> restroom. I'm not talking. About Don't worry about it, Hawks. Hooks on these songs go 20 seconds, which is the uh, time you're supposed to wash your hands. So we've got the top 10 songs to wash your hands to. Made it to number one. One, number one. Wake me up. Oh, God. These are deep lyrics, man. They are. This cat in the bathroom, on the other hand, definitely talking to that guy. <laughs> He's talking to you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> there you go. Live around here, How you doing? Yeah. You can always sing Happy Birthday twice as well. Yep. Nah. Or do a Gigi's version of it. Why? Well, you could sing Wham. Exactly. <laughs> Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Who didn't want you around, or who did you not want around? 844-999-OLA. Hello, Miller. Welcome to the men's room. Hey, Trill. Hola, que on the way. Hola. Who didn't want you around? Uh, it wasn't who didn't want me around. It's who I didn't want someone else around. Okay. So I, uh, I'm from L.A., uh, the west side, and uh, I was at a buddy's house. We'll call him a buddy. Anyway, we're you know they're all affiliated with uh, the Mexican side of the gangsterism. All right. And we're in the backyard barbecuing. There's about ten or fifteen of us. We're barbecuing. We're drinking. We're smoking. We're having a good time. And uh, some of the youngsters started getting kind of riley. You know, one says something sideways. The other guys are kind of don't say that, don't say that, and you know this, that, and the other, bumping chests. And uh, one of them decides to order some weed. This is back then when you could order it from the guy, and the guy would show up at your house three hours later. The original, so, uh, mm-hmm. original, uh... I'm on my way. Yeah. Like I'm DoorDash. On my way guy. So they call up that guy. Well, these two white guys show up. Now, this is about, you know, about a dozen essays in this backyard, barbecuing, drinking, and smoking. And these two white guys show up, and I noticed one of them. I knew him, and I ain't seen him in about five to ten years. No. And I don't like the guy. Uh, I think we got in a fight on the school bus back in like middle school. Like I just didn't like him. He, a lot of you know, ran his mouth a lot. Right. So he he's standing there with his buddy, and I guess they're selling my uh, my friend's weed, and they're 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 talking off the side, and I don't I don't really care. But then it, you know you can kind of feel the tension building. You ever you ever been somewhere where you're in a group of people and you can someone else shows up and you kind of feel that tension just crawl up a wall. Oh really? yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, time to go. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I know nothing's going to happen to me, and I'm not worried about me, but I see this dude that I don't like and his buddy, and I kind of, for whatever reason inside my soul, said, do something. Don't let this guy just get hung out to dry. So I get my big butt up, and I walk over casually, and I I, <laughs> I whisper over into his ear. I said, hey, man, his name was Dean. I said, hey, Dean, you need, to, you need to leave. He looks at me sideways and says, why? We just got here. What are you talking about? It's fine. 
Like, no, man, you're in the wrong place at the wrong time right now. These guys are itching to do something, something, something. I don't know what, but you're not from here and you shouldn't be here. You guys should leave. And he looks at me and he looks around and he kind of kind of gets the idea, right? So then I walk away from him and I sit back down in my seat and I watch him and he walks over to his friend, says something to his friend. They kind of like look at each other, looks over at me. I, I, I pay attention like I don't know the guy. They gather their stuff and they leave. Well, my buddies, they come over to me and they, they look at me and say, hey, hey, what'd you do? I said, what are you talking about? What'd you say to that guy? I didn't say anything to him. He goes, what? You walked over and you said something to him, you know? I said, I, I don't know the guy. I thought I knew the guy. He looked familiar. So I went over and, you know, it wasn't the guy. Why? What's up? All of a sudden, they don't want to give us none. They want to leave. Da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, man, you know what? That's their prerogative. It got nothing to do with me. So that was the one time I saved some dude's ass who I probably shouldn't have saved, but I did. <laughs> and that's when you realized he had a heart of gold. Yes, exactly. I don't like nah, you, no, but no. you don't deserve what's coming. Yeah, no, nah, it was probably the Miller highlights in me, but you know what I mean? It was what it was. I, I felt obligated to save the dude's butt. I mean, I ain't seen the guy since middle school, so I was like, oh, look, who? It's Dean. When I looked around, though, I realized that these two white guys shouldn't be here. They really shouldn't be here. <laughs> they weren't the guys well, bringing the weed? Uh, he was with the guy who was bringing ah. the weed. Did you end up getting the weed? Oh, yeah, they did. They ended up getting All right. the weed. Okay, they, as long as I got the weed. Got mad at me. My friends got mad at me because they thought I was stopping that. And I said, I'm not stopping that. I don't, I don't, I don't care what that was about. You know what I mean? I'll, that had nothing to do with me. That's the way I played it. I just played stupid. I said, I don't know who the guy was. I thought I did. He looked familiar. I went over. Wasn't the guy. I walked away. You know what I mean? They weren't going to, you know, they're all drunk and, you know, sideways. So they're not going to double guess me. All they were trying to do was get mad. They were looking for an excuse to get mad. Oh, I feel you, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were going to roll those, those guys. I remember walking through the, uh, you're talking about Mexican gangsters, man. I'm in Mexico. End up in the wrong neighborhood. So now I'm in the barrio, man. And it's one of the, and there's no situation worse than you're walking, there's a group of dudes talking, and obviously any one of these dudes can beat your ass, but when they make eye contact with you, they stop talking and don't stop looking at you. And just go, all right, I've seen this before, man. So the dude walks over, and this is big dude, man. And so we're looking at each other, and first thing he says to me, and this saves my life, he goes, hey, man, I like your tattoos. I was like, I like yours too. Full disclosure, I hated his. They were the worst tattoos I've ever seen. I'm not going to tell him that, right? So he's like, where, where'd you get them, man? I said, uh, mostly in Seattle, Washington. He's like, ah, oh, Seattle, I got some homies up there. I'm like, cool, cool. So now we're looking at each other for a second. He's like, you don't want to be here. I said, I know that part, bro. <laughs> I am very clear on this. Let me just ask you, how do I get out of here? So he points me in the direction of getting out of there. But, I mean, but he kind of gives me the warning. He says, Homie, if anybody tries to stop you, you can tell them that you talked to Angel. But I don't know if that's going to save you, man. But get out. I'm like, cool. Thanks, we Angel. are solid, Angel. Thank you, bro. <laughs> Good. Love your tattoos. Who uh, who didn't want you around or who did you not want around? 844-999-0. That had to be scary as hell. It was, uh, it's a very odd thing. It's odd. You know, you can picture it all you want, but when you're in the situation, like you're in a foreign country, it's you, right? And obviously, I know what these guys are doing. And this is in the stronghold of... Uh, Who's the cat they just caught? Uh, it's a Mazelon, right? Yeah, Mazelon. Yeah, Chapo. So, I mean, everyone there is one of his lieutenants on some level because you don't really get a choice about that. Most people are pretty decent, but these guys are not hired to be decent guys, right? He had a group of guys that were hired to be decent. They were okay. I knew who they were, and they were all right. You know what I mean? They were a little higher up in the business chain, 
So people like me don't mean anything. Walking through this area, I, I'm like the perfect mark. And I, and, but, yeah, they stop talking. Dude walks over, and I'm just like, oh, man. Like, I cannot believe this is how it's going to end. But this is how it's going to end, because I ain't flying my way out of this. No. Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Available on Radio.com. Game is Big Dummy, 844-999-OLA. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. Welcome to The Men's Room. Hola, bitches. Hola. Ryan, with TV on? Uh, it's over. It's working. over, Ryan. Welcome to the show. They got you working today, huh, Ryan? Oh, yeah. Coronavirus hasn't got me yet. What, uh, what are you doing for a living? Uh, I'm driving semis for UPS. Do you th- worry about the packages? Is that something to be worried about? Um, I wouldn't worry about it, but you know, some people might. Okay, because I figure you're going to get a lot more. You you're going to get a lot more busy. <laughs> yeah, you would think. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think a lot more delivery is going to be happening in the, in the near future. All right, your men's room poll, Ryan. Pick a spot for quarantine: cruise ship, worst apartment, in-laws, or Reno, Nevada. Uh, I'm going to go my worst apartment. How worst bad apartment was it? It wasn't too bad. Okay. It was just me and my buddy roommates. We actually had a good old time, so I'd go back in time if I could. Okay. Well, I had a blast when I lived in that house, or that, that room. I just don't want to spend two weeks in that room. I could see why. All right, here's your question. Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler. He was inspired to write the song Walk This Way after watching what Mel Brooks movie? I couldn't tell you. Mm, let me think. Mel Brooks. Mm-hmm. Was it Young Lazy Frankenstein? Sap. Young Frankenstein. Oh. Young Frankenstein. Hands walk this way. Aerosmith Steven Tyler was inspired to write the song Dude Looks Like a Lady after seeing the lead singer of what rock band? Uh, well, Think the 80s. Questions. A lot of these dudes look like the chicks. 80s. Yeah. They're getting ready well, I was to born just... in the 90s, so. Uh, oh. They had, um, some, they had some albums in the 90s, and keep in mind, they, they, they're supposed to tour, but that probably will be postponed. Hmm. So they're still out there, even though they said they'd never be out there again. Is he hungry? Yes. Oh, he's digested. Every time. Yeah. He just said that. Hmm. Can you say it again? Question? Aerosmith singer Steven Tyler, he was inspired to write Dude Looks Like a Lady after seeing the lead singer of what rock band? I just said that. Ah, got me again. Can't tell you. That would be Motley Crue's very own, always digesting, Vince Neil. I just said that. Mm-hmm. Dang. He does not look like a lady anymore. He's grown <laughs> out of that. Steven <laughs> Tyler looks like a lady. Dude, he, mm-hmm. he looks like someone's 85-year-old grandmother. Yeah. Like, who's that weird old lady? Like, dude, that's Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. Oh. Yeah. Drake uh, of the Long Island. All right. Your question, what porn star is nicknamed the Hedgehog? The Hedgehog. Mm-hmm. I believe it's... Ron Jeremy? Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was born into the 90s. But I know Ron Jeremy. <laughs> I do know Ron real well. Oh, yeah. He's a man. You guys own tequila? The whole deal. I think he turned uh, 60, 70 either today, yesterday, something Ron like that. Don't Jeremy we always, don't we say this? Can you name another male porn star? The, uh, not not, not recently, maybe. There was another guy. There was what? Peter remember. North. Oh, Peter North. That was the other guy. But I think that. he might be dead. No. Is he dead? I don't know. Oh. Uh, Ted, what was your experience with Ron Jeremy? I know we've had him in studio a couple times. Uh, he seemed like a very nice guy, but I mean, you knew him more on kind of a private level. Yeah, I got to bust his chops. <laughs> was he decent? Uh, he was fine, but people loved it. 
Because he, look, LeBron Jeremy is famous for his uh, manhood. Sure. Uh, I am fa- not, to say the least. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, but right. he happened to uh, visit one of the young ladies I had just visited. Oh. So when I'm leaving the pool, and it's like, it, it's wild, man. Like, China's there when she was still right. alive, and Ron Jeremy's in the hot tub. Joey Buttafuoco's there. Joey Buttafuoco's there, <laughs> and I go, hey, Ron, let you know when my sloppy seconds are ready for you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How tuned up are you? Oh, I was doing shots of Patron. Like, I mean, I was feeling no pain. <laughs> but I mean, that night, I can't tell you, like, all the girls were like, that was so funny. Nobody gets like, yeah, why would you give them a hard time? I just, right. I just remember Larry Flynn's comment, tell Ron to get out of the shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Dummy. Hello, Hello, Kylie. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. 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 Kylie, are you sober or not sober? Unfortunately, sober. Driving home from work. Okay, Kylie. They got you still working as well, right? Yes, we are. We've only got four people, so okay. not too much of a risk. All right. Our men's room poll, pick a spot for quarantine. Will it Her be on a cruise words. ship? Worst apartment in laws of Reno, Nevada. Worst apartment. I've only lived in one apartment, so. All right. Fair enough. I'll go with that one. Okay. All right, Kylie. Here is your question. Who launched her signature fragrance, fragrance moi? I know, fragrance. Fragrance. Who launched her signature fragrance moi back in 1998? Barbara Walters. <laughs> no, she launched a fragrance. Oh. oh, yeah. I have no idea. Moi. What year was it? 1998. I asked Robin this question earlier, and she I thought the first guess okay. she made was great. She said Mariah Carey. Like, right, because moi is very self-serving. I would say Paris or J-Lo. Ted, any guesses? Neither of those are correct. Uh, uh, what about uh, Celine Dion? Madonna? Oh, Anybody want to smell like Celine Dion? She's got a famous for one, I think. Kim is Kardashian? She? No, no, no. Kim Kardashian, no. We're talking about a true icon, someone we Miss all... Taylor. Miss Piggy. Oh. Moi. Because oh. who hasn't wanted to smell like a pig? Like bacon. Who didn't voluntarily want to smell like a pig? All right, your question. A-G. A-G is the chemical symbol for what element? Uh, argon? <laughs> A-G, is oh. that... Silver? Silver. Oh. Oh. Argent. That's an Argentina, the land of silver, etc. Did not know Argentina was the land of silver. That's basically what Argentina means, because argent is the old word for silver. Hold your head up, So Ted. Argentina. Wow, an Argent joke. There's only a couple times in your life when you can make one. And you still don't want to. Who's Argent? That's an old exactly. band that no one cares about. That is exactly my point. It's a band that like eight people have heard of, and three of them like them. And all of them are related to the members of Argent. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> all right. Here's your question. I love a good reference, but I was like, man, I, I've That's never deep. heard deep. <laughs> Kylie, we're running out of time here. You got one more question one coming your way. One more question. Hawkins, Indiana is the fictional town and setting for what Netflix series? Stranger Things? That's how you end it right there. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast on the radio.com app. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes. Now, here's your host, head chef of the men's room. The Ted Nugent. Head chef in the house, everybody. Thank you, folks. Thank you. Tell you what, there's a lot going on, but cereal.
Cereal's really, uh, Cereal's doing its thing these days, you know? So, uh, Thrill is a huge Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan. You could say that, because so, I do. Right. So, uh, you know what? We can get to taste testing, I'm hungry. Okay. So, what we Cut have the here- the chit-chat, serve the food. <laughs> That's why I'm not invited. You want to see here. the manager, too? <laughs> right. Cut the chit-chat. Cut the chit-chat. <laughs> I feel like I'm in church. Oh. Uh, our friend Rebecca, she went to Canada recently and sent us a bunch of Canadian goods. Mm-hmm. Candy and stuff. Okay. That sounded bad. <laughs> yeah, <no>. The <laughs> finest Canadian cocaine. Oh, right. <laughs> Jeez, sorry, in, Rebecca. It's covered in gravy and cheese curds. And 3,000 bald eagle chiclets. So. <laughs> <laughs> and cinnamon toast crunch. So this is chocolate toast crunch. Say it the way it says it on the other side of the box of Canada. Bilingual. Give it a okay, show. okay. Uh, <laughs> You're right with me. I have no idea. It's a... Uh, like croak, croak, choc- chocolate. <laughs> croak. No, I don't know. I can't speak French. You're greeting someone <laughs> in a different country. Croak, chocolate. Uh, let's see here. Croak, croak, chocolate. Croak, chocolate. Does anybody speak French? I, I do had not. I when I was in uh, yes, we know junior one person. high, but I do not Veronica, know. Veronica, do you any. speak French? Okay, okay can we borrow you for on one here. second? Yeah, yeah please. Come on no, in. It's our co-worker, Veronica. We have an open door right. policy going on here at work because we're trying to Can you please place pronounce out. that correctly for us? Croque chocolat. See, oh, all right. right. Bam. Sorry, croque nouveau chocolat. Nouveau. It's new. Well, it's a new product. Nouveau. Oh, special edition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Uh, edition especial. I made it Spanish. Sorry. <laughs> That's Modelo. <laughs> that is. That's yeah. the reason I can say especially so good. And this would be a Negra Modelo version of that. <laughs> so this Sitting is right choc- here. Cho- <laughs> chocolate Toast Crunch from Canada. Uh, I feel like I should pour it in the bowl. Generally, I'd hand it to you and reach in the box. Not in these times. But now- <laughs> Not in these times, no. Come on, head chef. You had to give all your kitchen staff all those updates. I know. You know, I found out when I was in Mexico that Negro Modelo, the beer, it just means black model. So I got on everyone's nerves when every time I ordered a beer, I'm like, I'll have one of me. I mean, even wow. the wait staff start rolling their eyes like Miles, that. you want some? All right. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll Come on, some. man. All right. All right. This okay. is milk free. Yes, it is. So cinnamon toast. Yeah, but here's the thing about cinnamon well, toast crunch. You. It doesn't need milk, man. Well, so. This is only in Canada, though. And it is free. Oh. I don't know why I put it in a bowl with spoons without I know, the I mean, milk. Because we thought maybe we would get milk. Well, we have ice cream, too. A lot of places are closed. Right. But, yeah, this is a uh, this is Canada good. special edition. Everybody, if you know one thing about Canadians, most people think uh, syrup and this and that. Yeah. Lie. They love chocolate. <laughs> this is really good. Is it? This yeah, is very tremendous. All right, all right. It doesn't have the cinnamon to it as much, but it's, uh, I mean, it's just chocolate. They replace it with chocolate. Yeah. Right I'm bang. down with that. You know you're going to get chocolate milk when it's That chocolate. is delicious. Right? It's really good. Man, wow. this is really good. This is really, really good. You guys ever go uh, stone to the pantry and just get a big handful of dry cereal and take it back with a napkin and keep watching your show? Yes, it's uh, called just minus Every the Night. Napkin. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. It's called Nighttime. These are and then t- next up, we have Cinnamon Toast Crunch Ice Cream. All right. You should put some of the ice cream on your dry cereal. Get the hell out of here. Eight steps ahead of you. All right, I'm already on. <laughs> Thank you, Robin, for the assist on dishing that out. Now, <laughs> strong German hands. I'm dishing that out. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that strong German grip. Yeah. I'm mixing it with cereal. Do not fling well, that you ice gotta cream. Try it do regularly. not do what my daughter does. Dig the spoon in as deep as you can, then put all your weight on it, and do what we call the ice cream catapult, so that my dog can move at the speed of light and eat it off the floor, a- and then get the runs later, because these are the things that happen. I want to get you a nut. As long as we're dishing out ice cream, it's always a good reminder to keep your ice cream scooper in warm water. Yeah, cuts yeah. through easier. Yeah, and it cuts through easy. That's why they have the Baskin Robbins in those little tubs of uh, oh. the warm water. Yeah, Miles, you're about. eating the ice cream, Cinnamon Toast Crunch ice cream. What does your flavor profile say about this? 
<laughs> I think it's a really complicated thing because you get the cinnamon from the ice cream, but the chocolate from the cereal. Don't leave it here. And it comes together to form like a churro. Oh, wow. no kidding. Yeah. Like a chocolate churro. Yeah. It's like a little circle of hell watching you guys eat that. It's so good. Uh, Thrill, you're the Cinnamon Toast Crunch uh, aficionado. Uh-huh. What do you, how do you feel about the ice cream? It's a home run, dude. All right. Like, is anyone taking this home? Because I'm taking this home. No one's taking it home. I was slathered with donkey sauce. <laughs> feel like we're on the Food Network. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I see what you did there. I have you not the had cinnamon toast crunch with donkey sauce. And then you put the ice cream on top. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff looks great. Why great. don't you just eat some? I'm trying to do a segment. Oh. If we oh. found out before, <laughs> if you eat during the segment, it doesn't do much for the segment. <laughs> this is good. I'm glad they're doing some extra stuff. Yeah. Well, cinnamon toast crunch, I mean, um, you know, we talk about it all the time because Thrill eats it, but it, it is that we all eat it. He just constantly has it at his house. But I'm just saying. Like, I have a problem. <laughs> I'm Steve the Thrill Hill, and I have a problem with Cinnamon Toast Crunch. And I don't care. Right. <laughs> Pride out of my cold, dead hands. Uh, so another cereal we talk about a lot, Captain Crunch. Yeah. yeah thanks for bringing me into the discussion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> Captain, you ever been to Canada where we got the chocolate uh, toast crunch? I've been to Canada, but for reasons I can't legally explain, I'm not welcome back. <laughs> so you went once. <laughs> well, now Captain Crunch is make a pancake mix. Oh, yeah. It's Doesn't a- IHOP have this? Happy breakfast, yes. kids. Yeah. They have that. They have a cinnamon toast crunch one, too. And keep in mind, if you run out of maple syrup, Jack Daniels does just fine. That's why I sound like this. And the hottest collaboration <laughs> the people have been waiting for for years, Captain Crunch has teamed up with Aunt Jemima to bring you uh, to make buttermilk pancakes with little pieces of crunch berries in them. I like uh. black women. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Captain, you're on it today. Always drunk, always honest. <laughs> All right, Miles, you were just talking about it, but yes, you're correct. IHOP has debuted special menu items. Oh, man. Pancakes. Pancakes and milkshakes that use Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Uh-huh. Crunch berries. <laughs> How about peanut butter she crunch? She named them that. <laughs> <laughs> they said they're pink. And Lucky Charm. All right. Crunch berries and Lucky Charms. <laughs> they're pink and dry. She came up with Crunch berries. <laughs> <laughs> That woman has a mouth on her. <laughs> the pancakes and milkshakes are available. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a deal. <laughs> oh, man. We connected over breakfast. <laughs> All right, Miles, what do you want to hear about? What do you got? I got I almost hate to say this with the captain in the room, but we could talk about s- sauces. Oh, <laughs> yeah, let's talk sauce. <laughs> or <laughs> mini max or big ones. <laughs> let's go mini max and big ones. All right. She says that too. <laughs> uh, everybody knows big max are two patties. With yeah. all the lettuce, special sauce. There was a song about it. It was huge. Look it up. Anyhow. <laughs> Two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. That's it. Oh. 
Wasn't there a period you could sing the song and they'd give you a Big Mac? My no. brother did it, yes. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, well, I lost a that. thousand years ago, he's probably like 10 years old, but when that slogan, sorry, I got a mouthful of cinnamon toast everything. When that slogan was big, this dude rolls up, we're sitting in the restaurant with a microphone, asked my, <laughs> does anyone know how to say it? I didn't, I didn't care. My brother did. He did it in less than, I don't know, eight seconds, whatever it was. He got the coupon for the free Big Mac, and you would think they had told him you just won $50 million. As a kid, you did. This was the greatest moment in his life. Yeah. Well, and it's scary. When I was a kid, I remember they used to have like two for two deals. Which oh, like, yeah. Like two Big Macs for two bucks. Yeah. And I remember a guy sitting next to me. He was like a grown-up at the time. I'm a grown-up now. But I remember watching him hammer down a Big Mac, and I was just like, geez, like, I hope I can eat like that when I get older. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yep. So anyhow, uh, you could get a double Big Mac, which basically is the same bread level, but two patties underneath the bread. Does that make sense? It, there's four yeah. patties There's four together. patties so total. two on the bottom, then two on the top. Right. Uh, and then they're also introducing the Little Mac, uh, just one patty and no extra bun. Little Mac also famous for uh, Mike Tyson's punch out. Jesus. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. So let's make it to drinking time, right? Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to the drink desk and see the throw hill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed, and today we toast 34-year-old Colin O'Brady of Portland, Oregon. Colin is what you would call an adventurer, and one of the adventures that he undertook, a solo trek across Antarctica. That is craziness, but the man decided he wanted to do it, and the trek, it was supposed to take 54 days, but on day 15... Things took an unexpected turn for the worse. Having walked in sub-zero temperatures for days, hauling a 400-pound sled behind him. Keep this in mind. This is a solo trek. Your sled weighs 400 pounds. You're responsible for it. He says he was freezing. He was exhausted. But more importantly, he's starving. He says, quote, I woke up feeling overwhelmed and ganged up on. My defenses were down. So during this moment of weakness, O'Brady says he ate around 2,000 calories of his rations, which he dubbed Colin Bars. And the Colin Bars are high in fat, formulated to ensure he had enough energy for the intense hiking. Makes sense. Well, they were not made to be eaten as a late-night binge. But unfortunately, he ate them as part of a late-night binge. So the next day, disaster struck. Having already packed up camp and dressed in his gear, O'Brady could not stop to use the toilet. His stomach was cramping. He was in pain. But he thought he could make it. Six miles into his 12-mile day, the inevitable happened. Quote, I thought that I'd get some relief if I was able to pass some gas. So oh. I tried. Unfortunately, more than gas came out. O'Brady only packed one pair of underwear for his trip. He said he did this to minimize the weight of his sled as much as possible. In fact, back in 2018, as he prepared for the trip, he was doing an interview with Business Insider Magazine and even told him, quote, I'll bring 220 pounds of food, but only one pair of underwear, and then joked, I'll be filthy in the end. Well, at the time, he had no idea just how true those words would be. He described the unfortunate accident as very humiliating because he soiled his only pair of underwear and had to continue to wear them for the next 38 days. Oh, oh, oh man. no. The good news is he completed his trek. That's a scheduled 54 days. One of the few people to trek across Antarctica by himself. But uh, 
He had those same pair of underwear on, again, where he gambled and lost for 38 days, and it is frozen solid. Uh, surely he couldn't just rub it in the snow or something like that? I don't know. Miles, if you really want to know, and honest to God, you're one of those people that reads these types of books more than me as far you know, the mountain climbing, all that kind of thing. Because of this one story, and this is a very small snippet of his book, I'm sure the rest of it is about the trials and tribulations of traversing an entire continent on your own. But he got me with this story. He has a book out. It's called The Impossible First. And just because of that, I might buy his book because I'm sure the book goes into plenty more detail Mm -hmm. than these little excerpts that we have here. But, yeah, that was the thing. He said, look, I brought one pair of underwear. I knew they would get dirty because that's obvious. He did not intend for them to get that dirty. But, again, 15 days into his uh, 54-day trek, that's when that happened. And he still made it. He still made it. Yes, happens. Yes, yes, it does. That's wild that he can trek across the country but not smart enough to know, never trust him. He just, I mean, he said, like, never look, gamble man, on those. Farts. Once you get, just especially for sub, sub-zero temperatures, I mean, it's just so much stuff on. He's dragging the sled. He's like, man, it was just that moment. My gut's hurting. Thought I could relieve pressure. And uh, the good news is he did relieve pressure. It was just, uh, it's the follow. More than he hoped for. Yes, indeed. So today we drink to Colin. Yeah, pressure was relieved. <laughs> yes, it was. So we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy. So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola. Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with miles and thrill. Also available on radio.com. Oh, man. A double flush production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.